Now it's True Wealth presented by Little John Financial Services. Here is David Littlejohn with True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. Hey, gang, welcome to the True Wealth Radio Show. Best Tuesday you've had all week. We are stoked to have you. Got a studio full today. Joining me, Matt Dixon and Derek Simmons. That's right. Our, what do we say? I mean, like, what's, the, what's your, your favorite attorney? I'll just go with a favorite yeah, attorney. Best, you used best to have phone, uh, phone book references and stuff back in the day. But um, at Simmons Law, right? They have a sword. It's true, right? And like it's it's an actual sword. The question is, have you cut anything with it? You know, interesting story. My dad came in, and and he and I said, Dad, you want to wield the sword? He's like, Sure. And I said, Don't touch it. It's sharp. And he runs his finger along the edge of the blade, and sure enough, it tasted blood. Uh-huh. Now you have to be really careful with the sword because it's tasted blood. Yeah. So. And once it gets a taste, I know. Right? Like, then, then oh it just, no, it's formidable, no doubt right? about it. And so, and this this is why you don't litigate because it could end so badly. It, it could be. I did. I did promise the bar that I wouldn't use it for debt collection. So okay. <laughs> what about opening envelopes? Well, I could, but it would be a trick. Okay, it's well, a big sword. <laughs> I need a really big envelope. Where did Ooh, you find this sword? I oh. I ordered it offline from somebody that makes them for like. Movies and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. It's a real sword. It's the only tax-deductible sword I'm aware of outside of Hollywood. <laughs> huh. Now it makes me want to figure out how to get uh, another tax-deductible sword. You're going to have to redesign your logo again. That's the key. Oh, we've considered it, right? But I think that's a topic for another time. We can always pull the audience, right? Maybe later we'll have that, you know, should we continue to morph our logo? Because... Everybody cares about the logo. The rest of their finances, who cares, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's, we, we've, it's, we're, we're going around in circles these days about uh, firm marketing and so forth. And we had this sort of moment. Uh, so last week I wasn't here, right? Mm-hmm. Matt, thank you for holding it down. Oh, yeah. You, Justin. I uh, was on a mission trip in Tijuana. Okay. Right? And so we were um, building houses. It was actually a, it was a really cool trip. Uh, and then also had, this is a wild experience, uh, working in a Catholic soup kitchen, served breakfast to like five, 600 people. Uh, What's in Catholic soup? So Catholics. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was weird. <laughs> um, but you know, the whole experience, it, it oftentimes is, it wouldn't surprise you kind of reframes things and came back with this real, uh, concept of, a little bit less of the flash and the and the glamour and the sizzle, if you will, and more like just back to home base is isn't what we do about people. Grounding is incredibly important. So yeah, and and I think at the end of it, that that was an important takeaway is, you know, the the marketing aspects they're all relevant because if you're a really well kept secret, you don't get to help the people, so you don't avoid that part but you better make sure your customers is the center of your business or you got a whole different thing to consider so anyway just there's a little plug there and why i was gone last week it's good to be back though so today we've got important things to discuss what are we talking about well first and foremost i we got to clear the air on this one or i'm pretty sure uh it'll get messy I understand the Jayhawks are looking good. The Kansas Jayhawks. As a matter of fact, I have to tell you this story. 
I, I took my son back to Kansas to watch a basketball game. It was Kansas, number five Kansas versus number nine Baylor. And I was candid with him. I said, look, I have only been to five games as a fan in my lifetime. And they were in 1990 and 1991. And we lost every single one of those games. He's like, well, Dad, if we're if we're trailing at halftime, you're going to have to leave the Allen Fieldhouse. <laughs> and I said, well, let's let's try yeah. something a little hold, different. Hold up, maybe so it's your fault. <laughs> we get to halftime. Kansas is down 13, and cool. so he's ready to kick me out. And and I said, well, let's try just trading seats. <laughs> and sure enough, Kansas won by 16. So number so, three, Kansas headed into the tournament. So soon. here's the question: Were you in an even numbered or odd numbered seat? I can look that up and find it out. I, you probably need to know. That would be important. Right? And and then the question would be, is your son always in the opposite so that in the future you don't jinx the team? Thing to know. I mean, right? the, number of, the number of traditions slash rituals that we have associated with Kansas right. is a pretty large number. We're now going to have to go back and look through the chronology of the prior games you attended and also look at the seat numbers. Those are going to be harder. Okay. Well, in that case, we're going to make some assumptions, <laughs> and then we're going to over-extrapolate your relevance to the outcome of the game. Well, that wouldn't surprise me. Okay, I'm, perfect. I'm pretty, I'm pretty critical to the outcome of the games. We've noticed, right? Because if, if you're not there watching, anything could happen. It's true. So, no, that's awesome. And you, if you're just tuning in and wondering what the heck's going on, like, why Jayhawks? This is a running thing for uh, Derek and I for... Golly, close to 20 years. 100 years. And here's the thing. We're coming up on St. James Day. Yes. So lay this out there. All right. St. James Day is the national holiday that is dedicated to celebrating the inventor of basketball, who is? Come on, Matt. I don't got it. I don't got it. James Naismith. James Naismith. Okay. Okay. Who invented it in Springfield, Massachusetts, and then came to Kansas, where he was Kansas's first coach. And oddly enough, Kansas is only losing coach. But anyway, important thing about this is this is the we celebrate it on the first Friday of the NCAA tournament. Yes. And you celebrate it by not going to work or just or going to work and watching basketball all day. But it kind of depends on your employer on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for years now, COVID threw it off. But for years, we held a St. James party where I guess there have been I've, I've been to your St. James Day party. Right. But occasionally you're out of the rotation. It's true. It's right? in Salem sometimes. Yes. And so when you're out of the rotation, then it became my job to step in and represent the southern region. So we have historically held St. James Day as well. Uh, I think you have the superior set of traditions because the kielbasa sausage tradition um, really is what grounds the celebration. Hey, there is a website. You can look it up, stjamesday.com. Yep. And it's got the whole, the whole story in there. Indeed. <clears throat> we typically have pizza, mostly because it's easier to get it to the office. It is. Grilling in the office can be a little bit awkward. Yes. But this year, it happens to be the same as that other saint holiday in the middle of March. It's March 17th. Oh, that is complicated, for sure. Uh, nevertheless, I think we can pull this off. All right. So there you go. That Basketball is, and pizza at Dave's yep. office. And, and, and the reason that this was so... So, Derek, you're an alum of Kansas. I am. Right? I'm an alum of the University of North Carolina. 
the Tar Heels. Are you ready to talk about this, Dave? It's only been a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I will say that uh, there have been occasions when, uh, you know, I, my my beloved Tar Heels have not triumphed over the Kansas City Jayhawks, like perhaps last year. In the national championship <laughs> game. Which we teased for years would that ever occur, and then it did. And it was still one heck of a game. It was. It's not like it was a runaway. It was nope. like down to the wire in anybody's game. But I still tip my hat to the Jayhawks who walked away with the trophy. So, yeah, and I can yes. still celebrate that for another three weeks or so, and then I need to win another one. Right. Right. Well, that's hence you better check out the tickets and figure out which. In fact, I'm waiting for that number to show up on whatever chair you're sitting right. in. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so that's that's part of the fun. We've been doing this one for years, and uh, just heads up, it's probably happening again. So we always celebrate this at our office, so our clients usually know about this. But, yeah, it's just uh, shamelessly an excuse to use the projector to watch uh, whatever game is interesting at the time because, you know, they're running, I think, 16 games that day. Is the first, is the, is it, it is 16. It's 16 games on Friday typically. Uh no, the, it's 32. Uh, there's 32 games in the first round. So you're right, 16 yeah, on Friday. Yeah, yeah. so there's there's a couple play-ins, and then they start on Thursday, and then Friday, and then, you know, there's actually, they are start rolling through the whole weekend, too, and then you get a little gap over a few days before the next game starts. But that's that's the jam. So I, I encourage you to go check out stjamesday.com. It's, it's actually a fantastic story. So, And uh, I, I will also say this, that... Uh, Derek is so spiteful in this uh, rivalry that we have that he has somehow uh, devised some really backward scoring system in his bracketology that always penalizes me. So oddly enough, Dave doesn't win because he takes the favorites. No, Dave gets the most correct <laughs> on the bracket. Yeah, still loses. But still loses. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I, and I'm like, how does that work? That I'm the statistically most accurate, uh, and, and it's not taking only the winners. I've, I've done pretty well and still managed to lose because if you, if you guess an upset correctly, it could throw the entire bracket out of into a tailspin. But suffice it to know that publicly we can all acknowledge it's rigged against me. <laughs> right? So do you give more points for picking the upsets Every correctly? Every time. And actually, an upset, the effect multiplies as you get into further rounds. Mm. So if like an 11 beats a 3, that's worth 8 points in the first round. If an 11 were to beat a 3 in the second round... 16, does it double? Yes. Oh, and in the third round, okay. it triples. Yeah. And what happens is... He changes it after the fact and makes sure it gets to me. I'm sure of it. I, I just I, I, I can completely not prove it, but I know it's happening. Well, I'm entering a bracket in your tournament this year. Okay, this sounds interesting. You've got yeah, my attention. Exactly. So, so, anyway, how's that for a start to a financial program? Uh, you know, we we are going to cover something fun today. Matt is convinced he needs to give away stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about what's the free stuff Matt wants to give away. But first, we have to take an insane profit break. So we're going to do that. And then when we come back, what's Matt giving away? Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Dave Littlejohn. And Matt Dixon. And Derek Simmons. And you got True Wealth on News Radio 93.9 FM and 1240 KQEN. 
Hey gang, welcome back to the True Wealth Radio Show. Dave Littlejohn in studio with a couple of my favorite fellas. Matt Dixon. And Derek Simmons. And Matt, <laughs> you were, you're going to give stuff away? I am. Okay. What? We're going to give away three free financial plans. This is a royal we? Well, wait a minute. <laughs> well, I guess it's I. I am Matt giving, is, yeah. Matt's willing to do yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it today, and I'm like, I want to do something to help out a few people in the community. And so I was like, you know what? Let's throw together, for the first three people that want it, a financial plan. So yeah, what is a financial plan? That's what this show is really about. Okay. We, we spent a lot of time talking about basketball, but we, this, well, is we the did. Fi- this is the financial plan show. Oh, right. What is a financial plan? Do you need it? And what all goes into it? Do do I need a financial plan to go back and watch another Kansas basketball game? Well, yes. with the answer, with the, yes, yeah, it costs the, yeah. a small fortune. Mm-hmm. Yes. What were the plane tickets? Uh, I don't. I don't even remember. Yeah. It was yeah. bad. I, I blocked it out as soon as I could. Yeah, you're like I right. got to forget what the about this. Worth it. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like, what kind of subjective question was that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you know, it's it is a it's a reasonable question we go through we talk about the markets and we talk about the the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows and i think sometimes we forget about the blocking and tackling and one of them is you know the old expression if you fail to plan plan to fail Mm. okay i think there's something to be said for that in in your finances Right. right Uh, there's some really good research out there too of course some real high correlation with financial success and the ability to defer gratification but the question is deferring it why right and and because what what would motivate somebody other than maybe fear it's like you know i'll just save everything cuz i'm afraid to spend it you know this is true i uh, i have this discussion with folks who are making their wills or trusts or whatever and i tell them you know the idea is you spend it all before you die if you just want to spend it you just don't want to do it very long before you die because then it, that's bad yeah, but, you don't want to run out but first. But there, there are people who one of the things they really want to do is they want to save something and give it to their children. Sure. Other people want to save something and use it to fund a huge go-kart park. Not that I'm thinking of anyone in particular. Would it be electric go-karts? They totally would. Huh. So much fun. Yeah. We're still looking for land on that one. But anyway, yes, that's the, you know, you have a goal. I guess that's where you start, huh? Well, I think it's certainly part of it. Matt, when you think about... Mm-hmm. planning yeah so talk to me a little bit about, about what do you mean well i mean i think one of the first kind of cornerstones is if you don't have any type of assets your first plan should be to save some money i think that's a good place to start right like it's hard to build out a financial plan if there's nothing to plan around so if you're just starting out start by saving that would be I think a good first piece. Yeah, but what there's act- there's a number one rule of financial success, right? Mm-hmm. Number one rule. What is it, Matt? Save more than you spend. <laughs> well, spend less than you make. Yeah, that'd be close enough. Spend, yeah. spend less than you make, because uh, it turns out if you don't do that, the rest of your plan's really going to be challenging. It doesn't right. matter how much money you make if you spend 103 percent of it. Exactly. You will never get ahead. All right. So there's the step one that you're suggesting Mm -hmm. of start saving yep okay my question is going to be saving for what i think for most people the ultimate goal is retirement right like in the end we want to retire but 
The question becomes, how much do you want to retire with? What type of lifestyle do you want to have in retirement? Are there going to be some big expenditures? All of those things play a factor in trying to establish what type of financial plan you're looking for. Gotcha. So I'm thinking about the future right now. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to paint a vision in my mind. This, by the way, goes back to that. It's helpful if you're trying to delay gratification. It's like, well, what is gratification? Like and what? It's different. For, yeah. yeah, it's different for every person. Yeah, so so you got to ask yourself a few questions. It's like, well, what is it that I want now? And is something else in the future more important? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a prioritization issue there. But it's that future that I think we need to keep in mind because that's what plans are intended to do is make the future happen, right? To produce something in the future as a result of the plan. Mm-hmm. That, that is for all of it, right? I mean, if you sat down with instructions to build something, mm-hmm. then if you follow the instructions, you expect the outcome to be the thing that you're trying to build, right? I mean, if you're going to build a house, you're looking at blueprints, you expect a house, right? You don't expect a car, right? I mean, that's just how that works. So I think you got to start with the end in mind. And, and what if the end is a giant room full of cash like Scrooge McDuck? <laughs> so I am... Okay also with that. Like fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Is the is my, my the short answer is okay. If that really is the goal, then we could work with that. I mean, let's play the Scrooge McDuck game, which oh, is like a funny this. one, right? But first of all, how big a room? Well, it would have to be big enough to, to have swim in. all the nephews in there, you know, admiring. Yes. Yes. So. And is it what's it filled with? Well, I think in Scrooge's case, there were gold coins. Gold coins with a diving board. And dollar bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, some denomination of bills. Yes. Okay. And so then we have to think about uh, how, what's, the, so the size of the room, then I'm, there's, now we have a volume question. 2.6 billion. That's what, that's what I think we're looking for. Okay. So he, he just skipped to the end of it. He said, this is a stupid game, David. <laughs> All right. So two, 2.6 billion in gold coins and random stray dollar bills in a building with a diving board. Could we use the rule of 72 somehow to like work from now? Ooh, and, to- <laughs> and 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 the uh, the answer is yes. Yes, you we can. We probably could. I don't have the calculator in front of me, but this well, is possible. So if you wanted 2.6 billion, mm-hmm. you know, what I would tell you is, okay, how long do you plan to live? 575,000 years. Then, then it's not going to be an not issue. Not going to be a problem. No problem. Right. <laughs> right. Now, finding that many gold coins, maybe. I have assigned my children to work on cellular regeneration with an eye toward living forever. Okay. To, so, to date, nobody's made any progress, but that doesn't mean they're not working on it. It's good to have goals. <laughs> we could also freeze you and then just push that big block of ice into the gold and kind of tow you around. <laughs> Right. We'll, on we'll keep that one on the uh, on the. We'll keep it on ice. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep it Too many puns, David. Uh, Calm down over there. So, the, but the the point would be, yeah, you actually can't. So, more realistically, though, if if we were to just think about the the, the reason I wanted to talk about plans today, there's plans, there's planning, okay, and then so they're not actually the same. One's the process, one's just the thing, right? But it starts with the outcome. Here's another thing that I want to caution our listeners about. I think the financial industry doesn't do a great service about defining what a plan is mm-hmm. or a planner is. I'll just I'll just throw my pet peeve out there and we can kind of pick at this a little bit. 
my experience has been that what the financial industry is pretty good at, and it's improving at this now. It's 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 getting away from this, but for decades was it just selling you a product? Yeah, it was. It, uh, the plan was just a way to present a sales mechanism to a customer to convince them to buy it, mm-hmm. and so. It may have been a proposal, it you know, or some other suggestion of, oh, look, here's this, uh, it's here's a bundle of literature that's got pie charts and other things that are designed to either confuse you or overwhelm you or otherwise convince you that this is the widget that you should buy to solve your financial problem. And then it was called a plan, and that is not what I consider a plan. Because well, once, we're not looking at what your uh, you know unique needs are, yeah, are we? one size does not fit all. If Derek wants a swimming pool full of money, is that product that you're selling going to provide him that? It, it seems to me that you've got a bunch of variables, and you can solve for any one of them. And the one we solved for just a minute ago was time. If I've got 575,000 years, I've got lots of time, and I can minimal interest, I can get there. No big deal. Right. But... Um, if I I want to figure out how much I want to spend, how much I already have, how that the the rate of one affects the rate of the other, and then how much um, how much I need to save by when in order to retire. I know I just gave you all the variables all at once, but I think you brought up a good point. Everything you just talked about comes back to different types of software that someone who is a financial planner can use. To say, hey, if this is the end game, you would need to make this rate of return on the amount of money that you currently have in order to get to this dollar figure by this time. Yeah. That's really what this kind of boils down to. Here's here's the unsophisticated answer to what your plan is. It's reverse engineering yep. to an outcome that you're trying to achieve. Now, there are going to be things that you have to sort of predict and that's what makes planning difficult in finances. We actually can't predict the future. What are some I, things that we can predict? Well, you could you could get an idea of what you've got right now, mm-hmm. right? You could certainly say, let's take an inventory of what you're working with. Mm-hmm. This is the equivalent to saying, well, what tools are in the you know we're going to go golfing. What clubs are in the bag? Right. Okay. And if you if you don't have a putter, then you think, okay, well, this round's going to be interesting, <laughs> right? If I don't bring the right tools then maybe I can approximate it or I can kind of work around it, but I didn't bring all the right tools. And golf's a funny one because it's fairly No, golf is a great analogy because if I know my yardage, I can pick the club. And that comes back to the financial planning piece. If I know, hey, I can withdraw my funds at you know, this rate and I get this return, in theory, I won't run out of money. Right. And so... Of course, there are lots of variables, but if you knew something was predictable, I mean, as an mm-hmm. example, let's say that you could go out and buy, this is not advice, by the way, but let's pretend that you could buy a, a 30-year government bond that was going to pay you 5%, mm-hmm. and you needed to make enough money that in 30 years, that you know that 5%, you could just spend the interest, and that'd be enough for you to survive. Mm-hmm. You could lock that in. And be largely in pretty good shape. It's not fail-safe, though, is it? Because there's another variable that we still can't predict. Inflation. Correct. Because what if inflation's at 20% and you're making 5 and you're actually not able to live on that amount anymore? Correct. Your, your purchasing power is at risk. And so 
that's the real challenge of financial planning is that some variables will always move and we will make reasonable approximations of what they ought to be. We can test it and say, well, so, so the, the, the solution would be <clears throat> just continue to generate revenue forever until you die. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's not necessarily viable for everybody, I mean, especially if your primary source of revenue is your job mm-hmm. and you're at a job where you may actually, let's say, wear out. Right. Let's say you're at a really physical job and your body breaks down to the point you can no longer do it. OK, then you're going to have to pivot at some point because it's going to be a requirement. Yeah. And so that's where the 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 healthy plan has to take into account lots of these variables and then you have to also maybe test them and say well what is a what if scenarios that look better or worse and now you're getting into the the complexities of planning and doing scenario based plans right not just taking ah, i took a snapshot looks good can you believe that we're offering three of these for free david <laughs> <laughs> We're, I'm getting. I'm going to spill the beans on what the heck is going on here in a second. Well, all right, let's do this because uh, we're we're up against the call. Let's grab a break, and then we'll flip back, and we're going to make Matt blush <laughs> in the studio. He's like, "Let's do this, right?" Okay, stick around. We'll talk about the free plan Matt's trying to give away. We're going to talk about some of the tools that maybe you need to put in your bags. But we got to take a break. This is Dave Littlejohn. And Matt Dixon. And Derek Simmons. You got True Wealth. On News Radio, 929 FM at 1240 KQEN. Hey, gang. Welcome back to the True Wealth Radio Show, where Matt is trying to give away free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you. You cracked me up. Will you please explain to our listeners what you were doing? Well, see, the way I look at it is people don't really know what a financial plan is, right? And that's why, well, some people do, some people don't. And for the people that don't, we're trying to educate you today and tell you kind of what goes into a financial plan, maybe if you need one, maybe if you don't. And so the thought concept here is to make you comfortable enough to give us a call, and we're going to set you up in a way where you can get a little bit of a better understanding of where you stand financially. And it's it's a continuing piece of this education part that we keep driving. We want you to be informed. We want you to have the knowledge so that you can make decisions that better your future. I think that's what it really comes down Are to. Are my kids eligible? Not that I'm suggesting that they would... <laughs> I would say that there are a lot of free resources that are already on the website that are going to point them in the right direction. David's done a ton of YouTube videos, and you can start making a financial plan, even if you're really young, by watching the videos, gaining some knowledge, and making a plan. So what what do they need to have in order to come and see you for your free plan? Well, David's got a piece on the website that we've launched here recently. Do you... You were, we were kind of talking about this before the yeah. show, where people can go to the website, it's littlejohnfs.com, and they can start plugging in some information, and it allows you to give us enough information where an advisor can give you a call and tell you, hey, you know, we can we can start building something out, or maybe we can't. We can't help everyone. We've made a lot of commitments to clients, but... I think one of the big pieces is, are there investable assets? So 
Uh, well, I'm just kidding anyway, because my my kids, the first thing yeah. they have to do is spend less than they make. <laughs> Are they spending too much? Well, no, they're going to have to get a job. Only huh. the oldest one has one, and he's doing a great job. Yeah. It, the, the thing is, when you're when you're there's probably three phases that I think of for everybody's financial life. Right. You're going to have sort of an accumulation phase. Well, there's really two big ones, right? But you're going to have this learning phase, this earning phase, and then you're going to have uh, a distribution phase, if you mm-hmm. will. So that the, the accumulation part is the first stage of the game, and then the distribution phase is the second. And in the accumulation early on, there's not if, if you're really young, your, your plan is early and often, yep. right? Get started. And then it is risk management. So risk management is adequate emergency fund if you have a disruption in earnings, and it is adequate insurance for anybody that's counting on your income, okay? Including you. That's why disability income is still relevant. It's like if you're the only person, but your income gets interrupted, you still need to eat, then disability is part of that equation. So that's a simple plan. Now, that's not a plan for everybody like I just gave you advice of what to buy or anything else, but it's go look at this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like we always have to qualify advice on air because somewhere somebody's going to be like, well, you told me this, that, and the other. Yeah. Guess what? Saving early and often and being adequately insured. Pretty good plan. Not a lot of liability. According my attorney tells me that, right? It sounds right. right. Yes. <clears throat> so, but then as, as we get more sophisticated in not, not only what we need, but what we have to work with. And that's sort of as you get into the earning phase, then the planning starts to become more relevant. You probably have two more types of plans. You have some of you that are in the accumulation phase still, and you're just piling stuff in and trying to figure out what's the sequence that I should do, mm-hmm. right? Which account should I fund first and when? Should I be getting college plans for my kids or not? Should I be putting in place different types of insurances? Those are all strategic questions about how do I position myself so that the outcome has the highest probability of success? And if I'm wrong, I've got the most things in place to shelter me from a negative outcome. Right. Okay. So, so that's strategy. And then you have the flip side of it is at some point you get into distribution phase. I think retirement planning, I, I would like to retire the word retirement. I will just call it transition, right? When you stop working because you have to, and you continue to work or do other things because you get to, right? Because you want to. So if you get to that phase, now we're talking about what's the best sequence of which to take stuff back out and mm-hmm. be tax efficient and make sure that you don't last longer than your money. That's a really good way of saying it. That's really, in my mind, where the sweet spot in financial planning comes into play. It is. Now, why do we care? And because and I'll... I'm going to come on air and I'll say something dangerous. Do it. Okay. The dangerous thing is our goal is to help everybody be better financially. Mm-hmm. Like that, my goal is every person that listens to the show, I'd like you in a better financial place than you are today. And we are going to do that through however we can empower you with knowledge and so forth. For some people, it's appropriate to be clients somewhere, maybe our firm which is why we do free consultations Mm -hmm. and so forth. And that's why we have so many free tools on our website because we want you to be able to access these things to assess whether or not it's a good fit. Who we're a good fit for, here's the tough part. It's not every person. No. right? It's weird to say that because it's not that we don't like you. It's that there's only so many hours in a day. We have only so many members on the team and we have 
only so much scale. And so we do try to fit to the folks where we can make the best impact. And so for your kids, Derek, whom I love, right, they, you know, I will offer them advice all day long. We try not to open accounts for them because we literally lose money. Right. Um, in fact, when people ask, when we math it out, we generally don't take accounts like households, like not just like, hey, if you have an account, but we don't take households that are less than six figures. Hmm. Now, that doesn't mean we can't help you. It just means that if we do a consult with you, it's we still offer a free consult with the intention of getting you on track and headed in the right direction That's so that you point. can get there. Yep. We just may not take you as a customer for lots of reasons. One, it's probably unprofitable. I know that sounds crazy, but the margins in this industry are super tiny. Mm -hmm. Okay. And two, it's because we've already made promises to clients. And I will just tell you, before I ever make a promise to somebody that's not a client, I need to keep the promise I already made. Right. So, and and actually, for, for folks that are just starting out, you know, the plan is pretty damn simple. It mm -hmm. is. Where you start out with, well, first of all, pay down your debts. Secondly, save some money. Yep. Third, generally, if unless you come out of the gate really strong earnings, uh, Roth IRAs look pretty attractive to most people. Mm -hmm. If you think you'll be in a higher tax bracket in the future, like in retirement than you are today, that's why Roth looks attractive. Okay, so that's how you would generally assess. So that that one might characterize as a financial plan, but that's not what Matt's talking about. Nope. Those nope. are just selection of assets. The plan is get started and build assets and spend less than you make. Okay. And then and then as you get more sophisticated, like again, if you're if you're at a point where look, I've got some kids, we've got some retirement plans, we're looking at maybe buying a rental property, we've got some money in savings, and we're trying to figure out how to really make sure that we don't mess this up, then that's when you start if if you don't have the resources yourself, and I'll tell you, there's resources all over the place. I mean, there's a bunch of free tools online, and if you've got the time and the knowledge to do it and the inclination and you will do it then great. But this is kind of like, um, like, like I have the tools to do estate planning for myself. I've worked with Derek because I know it'll get done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? The shoemakers kid has no shoes, right? So you turn to somebody else and go, hey, will you help me cross the goal line? Right. And so it gets done. And, and I think that's really important too, is that sometimes we just need accountability. We need somebody else that can make sure that the oil in the car gets changed, right? Those mm -hmm. are the things that you you have to do them or really, or you should, or you really risk an, an adverse outcome. That's why. So if you will do it yourself, by all means, it's cheaper because you're doing it yourself, provided that you're willing to trade your time for that instead of something else that you'd rather do. It's cheaper barring you make mistakes on your own. Mistakes are expensive, mm -hmm. right? The mistakes, and usually they're in things that are like little nitpicky things like how, how you title stuff or how you structure estate docs, things like that. That's, that's something that's I gotcha. find myself saying a lot professionally is it is way cheaper to set it up right than to fix it later. Mm -hmm. Way, way cheaper. So look, uh, that's the story. Now, Let's do this. There's actually a way if you want to just get a look. Like if you've already got a financial plan and you just want a second opinion, we're not going to try to convince you to ditch your advisor or something. You just want a second set of eyes. 
we can do that. But how? If you, if you want to get started on a plan, there's a way to do that too. You know how? By giving us a call. Yes. How do they reach us? Five four one three seven five zero eight nine eight. Okay. And there's another clever way, and I'll explain it. But you gotta wait until after the break. Oh, okay. Exactly. Well, I'll give you a hint. Figure out our webpage. But we'll talk specifically about what we can do and why it's really cool. And it's it's not gonna cost you a penny. So stick around, we'll be right back. This is Dave Littlejohn. Matt Dixon. Derek Simmons. You got True Wall on News Radio 939 FM and 1240 KQEM. Hey gang, welcome back to the True Wealth Radio Show. We're on the home stretch here and Stoked you're still listening. Uh, I promised at the break that Mao was going to tell you more about uh, it's been a financial plan show, right? Mm -hmm. uh, first, keep in mind what a financial plan isn't. Okay, It's not a sale. It's not intended to convince you to do something, even if it does that, right? Uh, but my, my joke about this is a lot of financial practitioners run out there and call themselves planners. And then what they do is they present some kind of literature that's designed to get you to buy a widget, mm -hmm. whatever, a financial widget. And the, the joke is, if all you have is a hammer, everything becomes a nail. Right. It's that's the thing. Hey, you know, this is how if this is how somebody gets paid, then they're likely to pedal the way that they get paid. Right. I believe the industry is starting to shift. There's been a lot more of a trend toward. Uh, fiduciary transactions, which is transactions that have a legal obligation to put the client's best interest first. Okay, and I know that sounds silly. Like, really, that's not automatically happening. It it doesn't historically no. Yeah, it's like you know, it could be suitable. Like, well, it didn't harm the client, but was it in their best interest? Well, in not harming somebody and being the best thing for them, that's a little like saying, well, Cheetos didn't kill him; it just made him fat. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not health food, right? Like, well, you know, but it's Cheetos. Like, even if it tasted good, it wasn't good for you. And it's tough to argue that Cheetos are good for you. I, mean, I can't find a study that says that, unless you're starving. At which point, well, it's suitable. It's you're not going to starve if you eat Cheetos. You're just not going to be healthy. <laughs> so, anyway, that's the idea. So with with financial planning, the idea is more about. Let's get a let's 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 look at what you're working with. So mm -hmm. we got we have a kind of cool tool, right? We do. What do we have, Matt? We have something called Asset Map, and it is really simple. It allows you to plug in different things that you have, right? Maybe you have a house, maybe you have a mortgage, and you have a car. You have income. You have a savings account. You have a retirement account, and it allows you to put it all on paper. I'm air quoting that because it's virtual. It's online. But at the end of the whole thing, it allows us to be able to start looking into the future and saying, are you on track to retire? Are you, um, if you're really close to retiring, do you have um, sufficient assets to retire? And it might not be concrete and set in stone, but it does allow us to make projections and estimates. And it's actually pretty interesting when you do it, you typically find out you have more than you thought you did when you first started the process. Um, and so it's a really useful tool for both the financial planner to be able to say, hey, maybe this is something you haven't considered. And it also gives the person who fills it out a better understanding of what they have and what they're working so with. So then you've got two pieces to it. You've got the place you're trying to get to, yep. which we talked mm -hmm. about, and then 
this creates the you are here part of the map. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. That's a really good way to say it. And yeah. then you could track the, and then you devise the steps to get from here to there. Yeah. It's, it's broken down really cool. Uh, so this is a, it's a, it's a software suite that we use and we call it an asset map because it's what it looks like. It, it almost is like an org chart for your money. Mm-hmm. Like it's this visual representation of your balance sheet. And it's 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 kind of easier to see, which is why I'm going to suggest if you go to our webpage at littlejohnfs, you don't have to like snoop around anywhere. We've got the new site up now, and so you can just scroll down the front page just a little bit, and it says visualize your finances like never before, and it says build your asset map. That's a link that launches a, an online tool that we have that's a discovery process, and it just it's like a wizard, right? It asks you questions. You can plug in answers. And it's not going to ask for anything like your name is the personally identifiable. It's not going to ask for account numbers or social security or anything that's going to concern you about security. You can fill this out and it will then send it to us, you know, via secure link. And we can now put build an asset map for you from the data that you've provided. Okay, so you could do that right now. And that's free on our Web page. That's pretty useful. It's it's super seen, useful. You know, I mean, I've seen people who didn't think that they could retire fill this thing out and discover, wow, you know, no, I'm actually in a great spot, way better than I thought I was, and now I feel yeah. comfortable retiring. Yeah, that's that doesn't automatically mean no. that's the case, by the way. No. But what it does is it gives you a get real moment. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you at financially? And the beauty of this mapping process is because it's data entry, we can then take that data and we have a lot of different professional tools that we can use to then look at projections and outcomes, right? So that's what Matt's saying about, well, we can look yeah. into the future. What we could do is we can run scenarios where we say, well, what if this thing occurred? How would it work or not? And it's it's really handy, okay? And because it's very intuitive, you can look at it and you tend to look at it and go, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's designed for, it, it's not a rocket science tool, right? It's really powerful, but it's really easy to understand. That's what we like about it. Yeah. So if you're interested in this, then go to the website and, and go look at Build Your Asset Map. And again, it's we're, you're not going to get a big pitch. You're, that's just available. That's it is. Yep. And it's a great starting point. Okay. So so that's that's how that's sort of where the offer comes from. And then uh, everybody gets to call and ask for Matt that wants their free plan. <laughs> that's right. Good luck, Matt. I'm <laughs> ready. All right. Uh, so we, we've now run up against tradition time with the remainder of our clock. As you know, mm-hmm. we've been building out our financial glossary, right? Remember, these are terms that are either terms that sound like financial terms, but they're not. Or they're not financial. Well, they're, they're not financial terms, right? And we're going to give them fake definitions. Or... They sound like they're not real, but they actually are, right? Like we had the underwear index. You know, you got to be kidding, right? It's a real thing, okay? So we have a few of them, and I like to throw them out here. Uh, I've got, I think, three of them. 
And and there may be some more because I think Derek, you've you started this. You know that, right? Oh no, no I, I didn't realize that. So <laughs> you started it one time where you made up some terms. <laughs> I think Alex was here when you did it too, but you threw them at me and said, "And go." That does sound like me. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and said, "Give these some definitions," and they were fantastic. So we really should give you like a byline because we're collecting them and building them into the web page. So Excellent. you'll you'll see the financial terms out there. Um, so first one, Matt. Shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. That's where the Fed gets out in front of a meeting and shrinks down the real inflation numbers to make it kind of sound better than it is. Derek? I cannot improve on that definition. Shrinkflation. So you're saying that's when the, the, the Fed obfuscates numbers. Yep. To, you know, I actually think that's that should have a real term. You know, the Fed talks like, hey, we should uh, they, they try to convince the market they're going to do something, but they don't actually do it. Right. Shrinkflation would be trying to talk tough about inflation yeah. without doing anything to uh -huh. try to get it down. So that would be the tough talk from the Fed. There you go. I like it. Um, let's see. How about this one's fun. Unearned capital appreciation. Ooh, Derek, I'm going to pass that one off to you. Well, capital appreciation is how much I really enjoy having assets. I just, I appreciate them. <laughs> feels good. Unearned capital appreciation. And, and, but I inherited the money. So oh. I really shouldn't feel like okay. I can be, uh, I shouldn't enjoy it that much. Interesting. <laughs> I was much more cynical. My definition is um, the assets that uh, folks propose taxing from uh, billionaires. Like so, So it's... Uh, illiquid assets that uh, billionaires that they want to tax. Okay, make so a, find a way to make it liquid. <laughs> yeah, like let's let's do that. Oh, I can't believe how oh, the music's already playing. All right, so I guess we get two this week. Glad we got him in. Um, last second, Derek. How do they reach you? Simmons Live. 541-677-7185. Matt, how do they reach us? Give us a call, 541-375-0898, or hit us up on the website, littlejohnfs.com. And remember, you got a free asset map there, so check it out. But we're out of time for now. Until next time, this has been David Littlejohn. Matt Dixon. And Derek Simmons. You've listened to The True Wealth on News Radio 939 FM at 1240. KQEN. The preceding program was paid for by Little John Financial Services. The opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of Brook Communications, its affiliates, or its employees.